What's Swingin' Nation? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Fred Moore, and this is the Steel Mace Nation podcast. How's everybody doing? Thank you for all of your support. Um, just wanted to give you guys a heads up on this podcast that we got going on here. Uh, today's episode is Scott Wong. He's out in California. I met Scott Wong in Virginia when he was swinging the um, Adex Club, Adex Mace, I should say, for the uh, Vintage Strength Games. And he was a fierce competitor along with the other guys. And he won the gold medal in that game. And uh, I had him on the podcast to talk about his training, how he eats. Um, we, we got into, um, you know, we talked about some traditional strength training and stuff like that. Uh, had a really good time. He also had a, a partner, his cat uh, joined, sitting on his shoulder for this podcast. So that's something you cat lovers might like. Scott is a uh, NASM certified coach. Uh, he's certified in TRX, stick mobility. Um, like I said, he's the Vintage Strength Games men's overall champion. Uh, and he's out in California. And right before we get to this podcast, I just want to let you know about our sponsors who are supporting this podcast. And these are all uh, people that I love to connect with because um, I use their products and starting off is addicts, clubs, and mace. Uh, Don is, you know, making these awesome maces. You you guys know about these; they're adjustable. I use one myself at the gym. I'm going to be using one at the second vintage strength games coming up. Addicts mace, addicts clubs. You could buy these different kits for it. Uh, instead of buying a whole bunch of different maces, you got one unit and different weight settings. Uh, if you question whether or not it's like a solid piece of equipment do not because it certainly is solid as can be um you know it screws together it's tight and uh people have been using it for a while so uh the you know the the consensus is out there that it, that it works and it's great and um the the next sponsor is ongo energy ongo energy spray 75 milligrams of caffeine, three sprays, and works in like three minutes. Ongo Energy Spray, and you can use the discount code SteelMace25 for a 25% discount. Also, don't forget about Origin Training Academy. My friend Blake Hendricks, uh, really good guy, designed this website. And uh, basically, it's, you know, relatively cheap and you could get all kinds of cool workouts like bodyweight workouts and mace workouts. And you could fire them up on your phone wherever you are. If you didn't bring your mace with you and you're stuck in a hotel room and you don't know what to do, uh, this comes in handy because th his bodyweight workouts are like, you know, animal flow and stuff. So you will be sweating. You will be working hard. Um, use the discount code SMN10 and you get... Uh, the pot, you get his website for $10 a month. And thanks for everybody supporting the podcast. Please write reviews uh, on iTunes, on Spotify, on YouTube, uh, wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast. If you could write a review, it will help get the podcast up in the ranks. And if we do that, then this podcast will continue to go strong. I'll be able to bring on 
other guests will be able to get more attention to the sport of steel mace. It's going to help everybody, steel mace coaches, steel mace practitioners, whatever. Uh, this is a collaborative effort. We're all working together to make this sport something real and something awesome. So thanks again, everybody. Head on over to the podcast and have fun. So what are you up to today? Uh, training people and stuff or what? Yeah, so I started early today. Uh, Six o'clock is usually when I start. Yeah. I uh, went ahead and, oh, there goes my dogs. are all barking around and so, shh, quiet. Anyways, um, so I started early today around six o'clock. Uh, had some time to spend to uh, dedicate towards you and this podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be going back later in the evening because usually my day starts with morning clients. I got some evening clients as well. Life of a trainer, you know, you have your, your split shift morning and evening. Yeah. Um, and then in between our free time right now, I'm trying to, uh, I'm really into the Halloween season. So in between my uh, breaks, I'm trying to like work on my costume and kind of in that whole cosplay thing and keeping it in secret right now. But you'll see some pictures in a few moments with the final finished product there. So. Oh, nice. This is something it's like homemade. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've wow. been doing it for, I've been inspired since uh, my college years and buddies really got into the whole costume making thing and they had, they were really hardcore. Like, holy crap, these guys really went all out. Like something you'd see in a movie set. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, if they can do something like that, well, why can't I? Sure. And so we've been upping each other's games. We've been like, you know, taking photos and like, it's, it's just been a cool little hobby to do on the side there. But I, every single year I always forget, man, it's October. I should have started earlier. Yeah. I should have done it in September. No way. I should have done. It. I'm just, I don't know. I got sidetracked with it. So <laughs> yeah, most of us work better under pressure, though. You know, you yeah, you got to yeah, have yeah. that element. Do you um just do this for Halloween or do you uh, cosplay means costume play? Yeah, costume yeah. play there. Um, Are you doing other yet. things like going to like comic cons or stuff? You like know, that? honestly, I haven't been to a comic con. Yeah, uh. that's one of the things I had on my bucket list. Never checked it off. Um, at the in, you know one day I'd like to go to a comic con, but in the meantime, it's just like cool dress up for it i'm one of the few guys at the, at the gym i work at who dresses up in costumes every year i'm like hey cool we got this costume and i have like eight people on board but then the day of i'm like the lone wolf that wears a costume like come on guys you're killing me <laughs> and then you come in and do a, a full-fledged workout wearing a costume uh i have done so every year and it's been rough because it's like way too hot and it's like <laughs> just like it's like it's like wearing a sand, damn sauna suit you know <laughs> what are some of the um costumes that you've worn like what's the most outrageous one you've worn and worked out at worked out with at the gym let's see the most outrageous one here um the common one that was okay to work with was so i was negan in walking dead that was right. a very last minute thing i was a like, cool guy go to a goodwill store cool found a leather jacket got some boots had a baseball bat that i added some like barbed wire to it or some chain that was the last minute thing i was able to swing that around kind of like a makeshift mace there but uh the wildest costume i ever worked out in I don't know if you ever follow, there's a video game called Super Smash Brothers. I heard of it. And Okay, so they have these uh, characters. So my wife and I decided, hey, let's make a little, like, couple's costume here. So, uh, yeah, there it is, Lucille. <laughs> so, yeah, there it is, legit. So, yeah, yeah so they had it there. Just, I didn't, um, just to I let didn't you know. I didn't have that prop in time when I had it. I, was, I had to make my own, so it was, like, Even really, better. Even you know, better, so. all right? <laughs> That way, but, um, that way, if you hit somebody with it, you can throw away and get rid of it. And right. <laughs> you're not going to have an attachment <laughs> to it. Dispose the evidence, of course. It's, yeah. It goes without saying, you know. Uh, um, if, you, wildest... if you want to see a, a lightsaber, we got one around here, too. Oh, I put it back. <laughs> I, put it back. I, I, I did an interview yesterday, and they were like, what's, what's this place you're in? And I'm like, oh, you got to see this place. Uh, and <laughs> they hand me a lightsaber, and I'm swinging it around. 
But go ahead. I cut you off. What were you saying? No, so I'm, I just, outrageous costume. I saw that Thor hammer in the back there, too, and the, uh, the pop sockets. And yeah, cool, yeah so. and then over here is the alien's pulse rifle. Yeah, right. Um, so th this this studio is called the Shared Universe Podcast Studio. It's owned by Ming Chen, who is with okay. the, he, he was on Comic Book Men when it was on for a while. It, it, it aired right after The Walking Dead, and okay. um, you know he's he's like hooked in with the guys from uh, Kevin Smith and and um, Jay, you know Jay and Silent Bob, uh, Clerks, all that stuff. Wow. And, yeah, and this is this is a mile down the road from my house, so. I, that's why I podcast here. It's too convenient, and it's just like they take care of all the technical stuff, and I get to just rap with cool people and and have fun. <laughs> it's what pretty a gem. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. How if you're you stumble upon that, well, I was trying to hook up a podcast like a few years ago. I mean, it's been a slow process for me, but finally, it's taken off. Um, I started buying equipment, and I'm like, how do I even do this? And I just googled like you know like a help like looking for help, and this place popped up and. I came down here and I met Ming and I'm like, ah, oh, this is great, you know, and and uh, we just, you know, I just been coming here and, um, I, I actually Scott, this is uh, my second time in the studio today. I have a third interview coming up at five thirty. Wow. Yeah, it's a little off the hook right now, but that's how busy we are. But anyway, you know, if, if you're ever in the area and you want to do a podcast, I would love to have you come here in person. And Likewise, you could check yeah. out this cool studio. It's just full of like comic stuff and <laughs> movie stuff. You know, it's just it's off the hook. It but, looks cool, yeah. Yeah, it sounds cool too. It sounds like yeah, it's, it sounds like you definitely stumped, found not the needle in the haystack, but it's definitely a, a diamond in the rough, I guess. Absolutely. Thing, yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. And and yeah, the sound was what was important to me because uh, I couldn't get good audio doing it on my own. And and mm -hmm. I know it sounds like. What? How did? How? You know? What was your problem? I just couldn't do it. I I couldn't. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever my problem was, I don't care. I I solved it by coming here. But um, yeah, man. You know, you are um, uh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. You were in the middle of saying you did um. You were working oh, yeah. out with an outrageous costume. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. So, tell us about that. I, I, I totally forgot about that, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, what you call here? So Smash Brothers. Yes, yeah, so there's some characters in there. Um, video game characters beating each other up. So on a whim, I said, hey, I should make a costume for myself and my wife. And I said, what the heck could I make? So I went with uh, these characters. Um, they're known as the Ice Climbers. They're basically inuits or eskimos or they basically they go around they knock ice they hit each other um it's basically an eskimo with a huge old uh, wooden mallet i don't know what it's used for um beating each other up i suppose but nah, made the mallet myself so it was like this huge old what it calls hungarian hammers i think is what the term of it would be called so i made those out of home depot buckets um wrapped some cardboard around it tried to paper mache it and paint it and spray paint it so it's like it's like earthy wooden color to it yeah the mallets themselves weighed about 10 pounds at the end of it because all this cardboard all this uh, paper mache so when i was carrying around i was like this is a cool thing i have this big old wooden hammer my wife was like this is too heavy i can't carry around so like, whatever hey this is part of prop as soon as you get the house parts place down and whatever but um that was the wildest costume I've ever had because it was like it was warm too it was just like yeah ugh, all this heat just being trapped in there and i was like oh, cool i'm gonna swing my mace around that was the worst mace workout ever. It's just like sauna suits, all bad. <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah, like a sweatsuit where you want to lose weight right before a fight yeah. or something. Yeah, except so it felt like I was like, "Ooh, this is rough." <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And you were just uh, doing, like, you just do heavy swings, right? You don't do mace flow, right? Or do you do a little mace flow? Uh, very, not a whole lot, though. Yeah, most most of my, uh, most of the mace stuff I do is, like, heavy conditioning, um, high rep, high volume work. If I do loaded stuff, it's going to be very, uh, like, very slow tempo, a lot of the uh, sta- stability type of thing. So if I'm doing something, it might be, like, a loaded lunge, for example, or loaded side lunge, maybe, like, a dragon squat, dragon lunge type of thing. Um, barbarian squat but usually if i try and go something like that's not a typical traditional swing yeah i would go through a very slower tempo with it just to get a feel for it get the tension of the body as i'm holding that mace around as i'm going through i'm trying to get that sort of offset load with it but traditionally the most of my mace workouts has been just high volume high reps high weight rinse reuse repeat it's kind of a boring thing if you take a look at it but it's just i mean that's that's what I was interested in at the time. So yeah, well, uh, that's a, a obviously a formula for success because the first time I ever encountered you and met you was at the Vintage Strength Games at, in Manassas, Virginia, mm-hmm. where you took the thing, and um, right? Didn't you? <laughs> didn't you take the whole thing? Um, I took uh, men's overall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, men's overall. That's what it was. Um, and I was watching you up there swinging for ten minutes straight. With the with the adex, which is unforgiving <laughs> on the hands, which we'll get to in a second, but you uh, you were up there for ten minutes swinging. I remember seeing you smiling once. Um, yeah. <laughs> nobody else was smiling. I said either either he is just not challenged at all, or he's going insane. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it was definitely the latter, definitely not the former. There it was uh, it was a rough set of conditions there. I mean, that was my first time way out in the East Coast. Yeah. Holy humidity, Batman. It was yeah. way humid out there. So that was the way that was the first condition that I noticed that really tore my hands up and tore my body and my mental physique, their mental psyche as well. Right. It was just that whole humidity is like, holy crap, this thing's slipping out of my hands. I'm not getting a good grip for it. These conditions are way off. Um, I'm feeling slightly dehydrated. I have the pressure, added pressure of having beasts like uh kevin stokes out there and brad hutchins that were swinging their their lights away and i just it was rough out there but um at the end of the day i don't, I don't know what happened i guess the mace gods were smiling upon me and i, I ended up getting to gold there so <laughs> yeah yeah and so you you walked away and, and my my attention got distracted and i was looking at you know somebody else doing something or i was having a conversation and I glanced over by the front door and I saw you over by the medical the medical aid station <laughs> And you know I'm a, I'm a fireman EMT, so I'm always looking for people going down. And I see somebody by the medical aid station, the defibrillators over there. I'm like, well, he's pretty young. I don't think he's going for the the, the defibrillator. But what's is he all right? And then I see you pouring shit on your hands. So what happened there? So after the first set, I looked at my hands. It was, I think it was a five minute flight. Was the first thing we did. It was yeah. a two arm ten to two. Um, push myself with that because i uh i guess the last year at the i want to say at the arnold over in ohio which i didn't have the opportunity to check out so it was a battle between kevin and, and uh, brad and what they ended up doing was a 10 to 2 five minute flight with 35 pounds so that was like the bar that was set so i said huh i want to join these dudes in the ranks here i'm going to swing try and attempt to swing 35 pounds for five minutes i've never done it before with that duration so i said okay i'm gonna open up with that see how it is and after the first thing and i was like oh Hands are a little blistered. They're okay. I think it'll be all right. I think it'll be okay for the rest of the events here. But I think by the time you saw me in the uh, the aftermath of that, that was after the third of maybe six events, and right. my hands were already messed up, like way messed up. Just blisters upon blisters, calluses upon calluses, open wounds. I was bleeding from those blisters. It was like 
I have never seen anything like this before. This is the worst my hands have ever been in my life. And it sucked. <laughs> yeah. I You posted a picture up, uh, I don't know, it's like a week later. Yeah. And your hands looked like you stuck them in a in a wood chipper. <laughs> yeah. I was like, right? Yeah. I was like, holy shit! Look at his hands. No wonder. Yeah. And then did didn't you also like you you got like so overtrained or something? You were just like you were practically like on your deathbed or something. Yeah, no, I, I think I ended up getting like a like a post workout flu. Yeah, like I got I went the next day. I was like, oh, maybe a little dehydrated. Whatever, get some uh, uh, Pedialyte just to flush it all that crap out second bottle third bottle whatever and afterwards like when i went back to uh, go to my client's training i was like whoa i feel really i still feel jacked up like felt like a train hit me just congestion mask i had i was taking i was hopped up on meds my hands were all bandaged up i, I looked like some out of a burn ward it was yeah. horrible yeah it's <laughs> like like what happened <laughs> I took home the gold. Yeah, but what happened to you? <laughs> right. like, uh, I, I got messed up. Sorry, you know. <laughs> Never thought it would take that would happen, but it did. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, so now the the second vid is strength games is going to be in Florida. Even more humidity, except it's yeah. except it's in February. So I don't know. I mean, I think February it's still a little warm down there. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like there's going to be humidity. So I don't know if you have some type of strategy that might be you know something you're working on, but. Um, if not, I guess you're just going to have to forget about the past and don't even think about it and go back in again with your head down and just crush again. Right. Yeah. I don't know about that. Um, I mean, I, I definitely am. So I am going to go to the Miami thing. So it is official right Good. here. You heard it first. I will be signing up for that. I got to get my plane ticket. I got to book my hotel, all that fun stuff. But yeah, I will. I plan on being there, you know, knock on wood that all's well there. But as far as like strategy goes, um, so I do follow a couple, uh, grip, training athletes on instagram and a lot of what they do is they get i don't know what it's like they basically file their hands down and they add moisturizer and lotion and right. they trim their calluses and crap like that um i'm not quite exact on how they do that but the new and there are certain nuances with it but what they do with that is they do cut down their calluses they trim them down they remove them um and they basically they care for their hands like they put moisturizer and lotion on there and what they end up doing is because they're pulling you know 300 pounds with one arm they have to have these really massively strong hands these massively strong massively strong grip in their fingers and in all of their digits and stuff so um that will be part of the strategy in which i will care for my hands as part of that goes but then part of my ego on the same side is saying oh you don't have to do it you don't but i know for the long-term health with yeah. my hands yeah to being able to endure that i got i gotta take better care of them. i gotta file them down and wash them up and moisturize and all that fun stuff so yeah that makes sense i mean because you're going to be uh a frequent competitor uh in with this for for the foreseeable future right <laughs> seems like Hopefully it's so yeah yeah i mean you know yeah it, it's your thing man it's your thing and now um i'm not really familiar with all the, the different competitions out there i know the vintage strength games because i've been there and and actually uh, i am going to be there too on february 8th cool. okay. setting up the podcast down there Nice. So we're going to have a spot over there. So we'll be podcasting again. I'm going to, you know, pull people in probably uh, before or after, obviously, well, you know, whatever we can work out. Like maybe you don't want to come on the podcast before you compete, but maybe you want to do it after. It's up to you. But I'll see who I can get. And um, I invite you, of course. Cool. Appreciate uh, it a whole lot. I also think I'm, uh, I'm not going to say think. I should just say what it is or whatever. I, I want to compete too, so I'm going to compete 
Um, I got to figure out what weight I'm going to compete at. So I am swinging the Adex over at the gym right now, figuring it out. Okay. Got a little ways to go, um, but not too far, right? So, yeah, of course. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, I don't know anything about any other uh, types of uh, mace swinging competitions. Um, are, they, are there different ones out there that use different maces? Uh, yeah, so I, th- I want to say that uh, – what's that um... – there's some guys in Canada. I want to say it's Warrior Flow Training. I want to say it's, it's an Instagram handle. Oh yeah, but that's... they'll they'll put together some stuff in I believe early June, early June. Yeah, they put together some stuff early June where it's very similar to um, some of the international mace swinging competitions. I'll get I'll touch on that in a few moments there. But what they do is they swing around their uh, Gatsu maces, and with those that's they'll go right. with your traditional ten to yeah. two maces. You know, I believe they have the three sixties. I believe they have the one arm 360 and the one arm 10 to two. I believe, I think they have four different events there. I'm not too sure. I haven't looked into their rules and regulations there, but those guys put on, I believe it's their second or third year they've done it. I wholeheartedly believe they're going to do it again for his next time around. Uh, And I want to say it's in the Toronto area. I might be wrong on that though, but it's definitely in Canada. Yeah. It's a warrior flow. And that's, uh, um, Zach Yannick, Frank, Frank and Yeah. Yeah. I had him on the podcast. Uh, We didn't even, you know, it's funny. I didn't even mention, we didn't even talk about that when he was on. We just talked about flow. (laughs) There's just so many different things to talk about. So many things to talk about. (laughs) But yeah. uh, yeah, And they have the Agatsu ones. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. right. So the little fixed, fixed weight handles there. Not as a, yeah, there's a fixed fixed weight that they go around. It goes it goes in like kilos. It's like ten kilos, fifteen yeah. kilos, right. all that fun jazz. There. But they have um, a fatter handle, right? I actually don't know. I've never swung yeah. in a guy. That's what I'm I was assuming. It's, yeah, I'm assuming it's similar to like the Onnit steel clubs or yeah. steel maces. There, um, I actually don't know. I, I want to say it's similar to that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so the, the, we know the deal with the Adex, and I saw it firsthand. It's yeah. just, it's skinnier handle. So yeah. it has a little bit more wiggly. It, it wiggles around in your hand. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. There's a lot more. There's a lot more friction going on there. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's manly. It's it, uh, it's a manly device. <laughs> it took a while to get used to. Get used to. Yeah. Um. Definitely the first time I was like, what what is this? But after after swinging around for a week or two, it's like, wow, this swing's better than anything I've ever swung. It's it yes. very majorly aerodynamic. It, it felt like butter, man. It was it was very. Smooth, smooth swinging, you know, smooth swinging. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a very good product. Um, and yeah. and you, uh, you train predominantly in like unconventional training. I take it, or I've checked out your Instagram. I've seen you doing some some interesting stuff. I'm not sure <laughs> if I've seen you doing like any, you know, like squats, deadlifts, or anything. Do you do anything with that? Yeah, I do. I do it now and then. There. Um, I guess it's uh, I guess I don't do it nearly as much as I should. We got some dudes, you know, that I work with that pull 600, 700 pounds. They squat 400, 500 pounds. Um, and obviously, I'm going to be overshadowed by them. I just don't prioritize those movements as much as I should. Right. Um, but I know, I obviously know the benefits with the squats and the deadlifts and, well, even a bench with that as well. But on the same note, I just I get bored with it. I honestly do. I think yeah. with a mace, it's, I always have a goal and I always try and push myself a little more. I have uh, – a stretch goal with it so it's okay in this amount of time how much can i do how much volume can i do but like deadlifts i can kind of screw around to be taking my three minute break and five minute break and just yeah. chopping it up and, and i'm like oh what was i doing oh i need to lift i've forgotten that's kind yeah. of sidetracked yeah so. yeah that seems to be uh a recurring theme i notice with people who swing mace whether it's flow or heavy swings such as yourself um they kind of just they they recognize traditional lifting they may have even come from it but 
they're just kind of like they lost that that uh, fun connection with it. I guess mm-hmm. I, I I can't describe it any other way. Like you're you're more or less um, doing something else that you just get joy out of, right? I mean, you you, you got to be getting joy from swinging a mace around as much as you are. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, with anything, I think you know. Usually, so this um, the vintage strength was the second competition I did, and without fail, it's been like a uh, like a cycle of ups and downs. Right. And without fail, as soon as I got back, you know, my hands were jacked up. I had the flu. I honestly didn't want to touch a mace for like three or four weeks. Yeah. I was oh, yeah. like, holy crap! Like this thing did this to my hands. It messed me up. I don't want to touch it. I just had this negative association. But then I started looking at it again. I said, you know what? I like this too much to not, you know, I gotta get back into it. So. Yeah. Obviously, I couldn't swing nearly as heavy with that, but it was just like, man, okay, this is this is therapeutic. Yeah. I needed this. So, <laughs> wow, there, yeah, that's that's big. So yeah. now, how do you like? What does your workout look like in general? What's your like bread and butter? Like eighty percent of the time, how do you? What? How does that look when you train? Uh, honestly, I have major ADD with training. Okay. <laughs> so I'll kind of be like, so I'll just kind of do something that I kind of see. Oh, how does my body feel, Mike? Um, and usually I'll start with like a mobility primer, just get my shoulders moving, my neck moving, my scap moving. Um, and that's usually the first five to 10 minutes. I'll go with some, uh, what do they call it? FRC principles is a functional release conditioning. Right. So I'll go with some of those principles there, um, with my rot- articular rotations. I'll go with some stick mobility stuff, just get my body moving the way that it should. Cause after, um, you know, whatever I do, I feel, I feel the repercussions after the next day or two. Yeah. So I'll start with that for like five to 10 minutes. And if I feel like I need more, I'll kind of do more of that. Um, I might do some balance training just because I'm like, hey, I kind of feel like doing it. Sometimes I'll do some heavy, heavy kettlebell work. Sometimes I'll do some really heavy farmer cares, like some strongman training. I might go back to the mace swings. Um, this past month has been more of like a, huh, I started my fitness regiment way back in the day with some old school classic bodybuilding style training. Right. So that's kind of been the flavor of this month. But I still sneak in those maces and kettlebells every now and then too. So are you, uh, basically like when you do it that way, when you're doing, so you're talking about like bodybuilding training, you're talking about like hypertrophy training, like a little hypertrophy training. Yeah. yeah. Like, like seventy seventy 70% max and, yeah. and going for like eight to 12 reps, the typical. So do you do those sets and then like, you'll put the dumbbells down, whatever it is you're doing, the barbell and then go grab, grab a, a mace and just swing it <laughs> in between sets. I have done that before. That's a hard amount of work there. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 I forgot about those. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I haven't done that this time around, but about a year ago, I was just like, cool, I'm gonna do the traditional lifts and go to the mace. And uh, that was a good amount. Yeah, that's thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love doing I've been doing that uh, pretty much like on my leg day now, you know, so. Mm-hmm. I'll um I'm kind of keep the flow because uh, you know if I'm doing flow I'm hitting my legs a little bit try to like wind it down a little bit have a rest day and then I'll do like a good leg day and in between sets I'm grabbing all kinds of different maces you know and I'll warm up I'll start with the ten and I'll warm up and I'm either gonna swing the attics at like twenty five pounds or I have um a uh, become stronger um you know, loadable mace. With, with some shot in it, that's at 25 pounds. Mm-hmm. I love swinging that thing. And um, I'll go back and forth between those, go back to my, you know, whatever it is I'm doing on legs. And, you know, it's you're giving your legs a rest while you're, while you're just hitting the upper body with stuff. And it really turns into a total body workout. Yeah. But 
it's not like one of those total body workouts where it's all traditional weight training where like the next day you're all sort like your legs get the brunt of it and your upper body you're doing good technique you might be swinging heavy you might be maybe a little bit sore the next day but probably not upper body wise mm -hmm. And plus all the extra calories you're burning. If you're looking to, you know, trim down and cut, or maybe you, you had a big bowl of ice cream the night before, and, <laughs> and it's like, hey, I got to burn that off. But I love that style of training. Yeah, it's now, a good reminder. Yeah, I, I haven't done anything where it's been heavy and then mace or heavy than kettlebell. Um, but that's a good reminder because it's normally just been high reps, high volume, high reps, high volume, high reps, high volume, and then I'm like. Whew, take like a minute break and then rinse, freeze, repeat there. But I should, I, I think I will do that. You, you've inspired me. I like it. You've inspired <laughs> there you me. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I I'm glad, uh, you know, because you're, you're, um, you know what it is. It's like, you need sometimes a coach or something to just look from an outside perspective. Sometimes we get caught up in our own training, right? I love, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't really like programming my own training anyway, too much. I, uh, you know, I hire a strength coach and everything like that. So uh, somebody like you, you know, you train all the time. You get you start to do what you like. Right. Mm -hmm. Of course. And, and then like so, everybody. Yeah. And yeah. then sometimes you need somebody to be like, no, you should be doing this. Oh, I don't like doing this, but OK, good idea or whatever. Yeah. You know, just just a <laughs> reminder or whatever. Uh, how long That's have good. you been coaching people for yourself? How many years in the game you got now? Uh, let's see here. So I officially started uh coaching people officially at 2011 so i was at a big box gym started 24-hour fitness uh way back in since 2009 kind of moved my ranks between there i used to be one of those dudes hey do you want a membership um yeah, yeah cool I'll, let me show you around you need training with that so i used to be that guy you know making your cold calls and all that fun stuff and eventually i said nah, this isn't for me i need to i need to do something that i need, need to be more more challenged more uh serious more invigorated with Right. So I looked into personal training because my friends uh, inspired me to do that, and I've never looked back since then. It was it's been a game changer. It's been my sort of uh, my de-stressor. It's been my it's been my what is what's that term? It's been that icky guy, you know that that meaning of life. That sort of um, this is this is my calling, and I truly enjoy it every day. Every day I go there. I don't, I don't dread my Mondays. I don't dread my Saturdays. Ah, oh, that's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, good for you. That's that's a good Appreciate feeling. It. And then you know who really benefits from that? Forget about you, your clients. Absolutely, because yeah, you're in a good friggin' mood, <laughs> and you're you're just like happy to be there. I'll tell you, uh, you know, I've been in a bunch of different gyms over the decades, and I, you know, I yeah, I, I still have a box gym membership because it's like eighteen bucks a month VIP <laughs> access, whatever that means. But you know, I had a I had a coach there that you know he was uninspiring and he was not happy. It was like in. in I don't know. Nothing against box gyms, but I feel like they don't really treat their trainers the best, you know. And uh, I and that was emoting from him. And yeah, I I, I was like, yo, man, you you shouldn't. I I don't mind. I'm cool with it, but you better be careful because your other clients might pick up off that, and they're not gonna feel as like excited to to be here and train with you, you know. So. That's why I pointed that out, Scott. You know, like if you're feeling good every day and you're happy, uh, <laughs> people love that. They love that. They love to see their their coach happy, right? Yeah. Because then they know they're not going to get beat up too bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, what uh, right. what gym do you train at? Uh, so let's see here. I, I train in a gym called NorCal Functional Fitness. Yeah. So the major city of San Jose, there's a like small city over there, Campbell. Uh, I've been there since 2013. 
uh, become wait 2013 yeah 2013 um, went independent and uh, just seeing like-minded people like that really man it was like it was like big fish and small pond syndrome I'll tell you what like you know go from a big box gym to an independent gym where people got their stuff together yeah they understand the nuances and they understand the uh, you know that sort of that. We lost. Uh, wait, we lost. Go. Oh, sorry, I lost. I saw. I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, we both <laughs> but, um, froze. Go ahead. Yeah, I was like, wait a second here. But um, yeah, just seeing that sort of uh, that uh, that mindset that they were going through, and just like them really being masters of their craft, man, it, it got me really thinking. Like, wow, like I can, I can still, I don't know, I don't know, crap. You know, I yeah. need to learn more about that. So it definitely upped my game for sure. Just being in that environment, and being in that atmosphere on a day to day basis. Yeah, and um. How about the now you're talking about the other coaches there, right? Or are you talking oh, about yeah. the, now what the about other, the other coaches, the uh, the facility itself, everything there was just like really top notch. It's like, wow, like I I'm really I was clueless before going in. I yeah. just, you know, the first the first week of being in that new facility, a new gym, you know, like the like the new kid in school, but everyone's like very welcome and hey, welcome to the club, welcome yeah. to the school there. Um yeah. yeah, it was it was crazy. This is wild, like wow, I learned more in two weeks here than the four years I was at 20, just, you know, I'm not saying 24 fitness is a bad thing. It's just, again, big fish, small pond. Yeah. Get all of these mindsets, right. all of these different, you know, collaboration of, of the, of the hive mind, so to speak. And yeah, it's be absolutely the best of what they are here. And it's just, you can't help but vibe off that. Yeah. Sure. And now what about the, the clients that come in though, too? Because like I mentioned earlier, uh, I could belong to a box gym for 18 bucks, Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that might be good enough, but it, you, usually if you're going to go to a, a regular gym, that's not a box, you're going to pay more, but people know that. And a lot of people know it, it's okay because I'm getting more for my, va- you know, there's more value. So I'm going to pay more. They, they know they're getting better coaches and stuff. To me, those, those clients are really like m- more uh, open to tr- transforming themselves and learning too right so um how does that feel working with that type of client uh feels great honestly i think everybody that i've told them about the, of course obviously they looked at the pictures of the facility hey i'm at this new gym they looked and looked at their phone or on yelp or whatever and like oh this is i don't know scott this is kind of an intimidating place and just come on in but then once they get into it it's like a, a kid in a candy shop or a kid in a toy store it's like whoa this place is pretty cool and everybody's really welcome and inviting. I think they picked up on that. The clients, all the clients were happy. They weren't your, uh, your gym goers that were just being new, new uh, nuisances in the gym. All the trainers knew their stuff and yeah. everybody just picked up on it. And everyone's like, wow, this is, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like sign me up, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's definitely so. a different vibe, you know, and, and the, the, the coaching and, and and that's and like you said the hive the hive mind right like like you you're when you go to a regular gym like that and you hire a coach you're not really just hiring that coach because that coach is clicked in with the hive right so mm-hmm. they're going to talk about your training amongst themselves so, hey i got this one client and i'm trying to get their deadlift up and i'm noticing this and they're, so they're going to have people resources that they could tap into like the old power lifter trainer there that's been training people <laughs> like oh what you need to do is do this and then then that you're, you're not going to get that at a box gym so yeah, yeah. so you know the resources that the that the coach has is 
huge and they can pull from that and and deliver that to the client uh, you know this this is like the deeper level stuff you know everybody always looks at the the bottom dollar oh well what can i afford and everything but man you could spin your wheels going to just any old gym for a cheap price and you know, you could you could get better results in half the time if you just go to a better gym and and really look at the type of trainers there and look at the people. Look at look at the the clients. Are are they happy? Is there like a little like connection? Are there like is there like a little groups chatting and stuff like that? That's a big sign too because uh, the box gym I I use occasionally. It's like everybody's just off to themselves. Nobody's really there's like a hello or whatever. But there's no like people hanging out afterwards and stuff like that going on, and uh, I noticed that big time, and I think that plays a big role in the whole vibe. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, happy clients means happy trainer, so happy trainer means happier clients. This is the, you know, cycle that keeps going, rinse, reuse, repeat. Yeah, 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 feedback loop. And mm -hmm. uh, so you you train different people on all different levels then? Are you training people with the mace? Uh, about 70, 80% of them are on the mace. There are some people that really? I would not exclusively put on the mace. Just in, uh, I think in my opinion, they might not have the prerequisites to do that where their shoulder, if they're over to the side, there's, Hey, can you bring your arm anymore? No, it's as, as high as you can go. Yeah. And I think it's a big, uh, big, uh, you know, I'm looking at risk and reward and that risk is as far too great for that reward to be of any use there. So I'll still try and get their mobility stuff. I'll give them some Indian clubs and light steel club stuff. But as far as like an intense mace swing and going for the heavier weights, obviously they, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pass them through that there. I got you. Yeah. So I got a question though. So let's yeah. say you do encounter somebody that has this limited mobility mm -hmm. and they're willing on working with clubs and things like that. Have you ever coached somebody successfully beyond that point to the point where they're swinging a mace? Uh, nice cat successfully. <laughs> I know. Yeah. This is my cat's uh, like, get out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> She's a, she's a show stealer and she's going to be hopping up every now and then. Um, but uh, let's see here. Uh, going from kind of a nothing to something there. Uh, I have a time where they will get into So I've had a few, few encounters and a few instances there where somebody has had like a pretty bum shoulder, a pretty not so great shoulder there. Um, and we'll do some mobility primers to get their shoulders trying to unlocked. And they do get comfortable using the mace. Their mechanics are pretty good i wouldn't say that they're like you know all-star textbook stud style uh swinging but it's enough where they went from you know kind of a locked shoulder into a little bit more there but um you know the, the mace is a tool and that tool is not to open the shoulder up it's the prior thing to get them they can can we use this tool do we have that prerequisite to do that no what can we do to get them to get you to being like this because it's something you're interested in right okay well let's figure out some things that we can do on a daily basis okay Let's practice some stuff to kind of unlock that shoulder a bit. Let's get some mobility stuff. Let's pull your muscles in a way that um, you are not used to because your body is so hunched forward like this. Yeah. Let's try the mace. Okay. Today wasn't the day. Let's try next week. And eventually over the course of time, if they're um, consistent with it enough, then after a course of, we'll say a few months, then they will get enough to swing in with it. Do they like it? Yeah, they like it. They enjoy it. Some yeah. people are just like, no, not for me, but you know, obviously, you know, no, it's it isn't for everybody. But if nah. they do like it, hey, it's great, awesome. They enjoy it. Everyone that does enjoy it, it's like, can we do it again? Like, 
okay, sure. Why yeah. not? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that that's good information. I, no, I'm just, I'm just wondering about, you know, who you encounter. Like, cause I encounter people when I'm coaching, like right now I'm working with a guy that has like a little shoulder thing. He swings well in one direction, but in the other direction, he's, he's feeling something in his shoulder. So it's really throwing his swing off big time. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to work with him, and I realize he needs he needs uh, some better shoulder strength. And yeah. I'm, I have him doing you know like club stuff and everything. And I I have never had this um, uh, to encounter before. So you know, just hearing how you did it with you know you're training somebody with clubs, like doing mills and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually you could get them to that point where they're swinging. That's good to know. Is there anything yeah. else like? that comes from the traditional side of weightlifting that you can do for somebody that has that kind of shoulder issue that, that you, that you could think of that might help. Uh, let's see in a traditional sense. Um, I think in general, I know that it's kind of been branded. So uh, here in California, they kind of uh, branded a Silicon Valley syndrome. That just means like the neck really forward yeah. shoulders, really hunched forward like that. The upper cross syndrome is what you like yeah. to call it there, right. but um, a very common thing, you know, Silicon Valley syndrome, upper cross syndrome, um, a lot of it's just trying to pull the shoulders back, relax the traps, relax the pecs in the front there. Um, the shoulders and everything in that upper body is so internally rotated from just day-to-day desk, day-to-day uh, secretarial and, you know, computer related stuff, yeah. cell phones and computers and such like that, that um, I think a good way to do that is to, I don't know if you've ever done like wall angels before. Yes. Like external rotations with a band where you're holding the band, you're kind of going from side to side yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, just kind of pull it open. I think that's uh, crucial to get that to at least, you know, I mean, there's going to, everyone's going to be a little different, but I think if we focus on that sort of rotation back of the shoulders, that'll at least open it up in this in the traditional sense of, okay, I can't do the mace. What can I do to pull it open? Okay. I can do my movement like this. Okay. I did that. Let's take, you know, a weight and rotate the shoulders backwards because we're so forwards. Yeah. And what about like rows, like uh, cable rows or stuff like that? Because now you're you're doing this, right? That's a yeah. I think rows are fine. Um, rows are okay. I think in a sense of trying to open it up, I think you're going to get a little more bang for your buck if you're really focused on trying to open up, shoulder up. And you might even see with like like Indian clubs, for example, right? If you're taking it, you're going to bring your arms out, swing it out, as opposed to right. So yeah, you're kind of getting that rotation of the shoulder and in the chest there. So I think focusing on really pulling that back and then get that rotation and swing those clubs outwards with like your uh your what they call them the outward heart swings or inward heart swings going with that is that sort of movement is crucial to get that shoulder movement open i think yeah and and you do you do that particular maneuver uh with clubs right yeah there you go <laughs> that's, oh great. my god cat there you go the Steel Cat Nation. Yeah, yeah, that's right. See, showstopper right here. Yeah, it's, God. It, no, we just got a kitten. Um, this kitten is like a tear ass. It runs all around. And if you <laughs> if you bend over to tie your shoe, the cat jumps on your back. So there's oh, there's all these pictures of me. I'm wearing a Steel Mace Nation shirt, and there's a cat on my shoulder. Oh, I, I posted it up on my Instagram. And my wife's like, yeah, you should call it Steel Cat Nation. I was like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> we'll see. If we need to do a logo change, we know where we're going to go with it. There you go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was asking you about those Indian clubs and doing that heart. Uh, I, you were using uh, the water bottles. Do you recommend that, using that? You know, those are cool. Um, they're portable. And uh, so – uh, going back to going back to uh, uh, the travel aspect of it, because I had to fly from um, from California to 
in your strength games. First yeah. one's in Vegas, so it's still to fly out there. So I took traditional Indian clubs with it, like the one, I think it was like one pound or two pound perform better clubs. I'm not really sure what they were, just their traditional clubs. Um, but every time I pull through, because it's, cause it's considered a bludgeon weapon, yeah. I did get I get it did get opened up. What's this for, sir? Oh, this is you know fitness equipment. Okay, and they would like pull me aside because it's I guess a weapon or a bludgeon of some sort. Yeah. Damn, lesson learned. But um, with the so I call they called the Palo Vandals, where you get the water ball and you screw a little handle into it to create like a makeshift Indian club. Those things are fantastic because one, you can modify the way if I go with a lighter uh, bottle, you can go with a smaller water ball swing around. If I go with a big old you know, one and a half liter smart water bottle. Cool. That'll work too. Yeah. Um, and the best thing is it was mega portable. So that was the thing that they went through and they didn't think anything of it as far as, Hey, what is this, sir? Um, you know, this looks a little suspect. You look suspicious. No, 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 none of that thing there. So it's, now, uh, it was well worth the investment for sure. It's so you just, you're just buying the handle, right? And then you just get the water bottle, uh, the bottle from buy, buying a beverage wherever yeah yeah so so buy the beverage wherever you're going don't bring those empty bottles but you just bring those to yeah, the yeah. handle yeah and um and then like the is is since there's water in it it sloshes around does that add a different dynamic to it you know than from the old uh the, the traditional style yeah um because it's uh, you know slopping back and forth yeah, yeah I, I think uh i, I i've swung them around where they're pretty filled up and so you don't really notice it too much because they're pretty much filled to the brim oh, okay. with water. Yeah. But um, I can see where you're going with that as far as like if it's half full or half empty. Yeah. Um, if it would be sloshing around, where it kind of add a little bit of a stability in the shoulder, which uh, would would cause you know I think it'd be I think it'd be great there. Yeah. Lighter load, but more stability, so you have more things to worry about, a little more variables. Um, it's not massively heavier in that sense, but it does add a little bit more extra, like like a vibration in the shoulder. So yeah, yeah, there, yeah. So. Right. Yeah. And now you mentioned one pound. Do you train with one pound ones? Two pounds usually. All right. I'll I mean, do my warm says one or two pounds. Um, the water itself is not that heavy. It's probably three or four tops. Yeah. Right. I um, mean, is that is that heavy enough for you? What do you What are you looking? To, I don't yeah, really so, know yeah, no about problem. it. Yeah. So. so, um, yeah. So for the Indian clubs, uh, I'll do it for five, ten, fifteen minute sets, and I'll just keep going just. Boom, boom, boom. And really what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get my ligaments and my tendons moving just to get like primed and ready to do the movements in themselves here. And it kind of gives me an idea of, okay, if I'm doing this for five minutes, how are my shoulders feeling? Is my neck tight because I slept wrong that night before? Right. Um, how is, how are my traps feeling for that? How are my lats feeling? How's my, how's my upper back with my, you know, how, how's just everything? How's my, how's my elbow clicking? Is my, are my forearms, you know, fired up? Um, it's kind of, it's just for me to kind of do like troubleshoot my body and see how it's going. Oh yeah. The moves and if everything's all well then i'll start attempting to swing the mason there but it's usually what i'll do is i'll go for five ten minutes just to build that general endurance get to get, just get that mind body connection kind of create like that what they say that said buzzword mental gymnastics yeah with the head and the arms and the heads and all fun stuff there um so i'm just trying to move around to see can i do the thing cool i can do the thing can i do the thing with no no pain cool awesome if there's a pain well, I have to go back and go back to the drawing board and see what's what's causing that pain. Is it because I um, lifted too heavy the day before, or was it because you know I didn't recover properly, or did I really screw something up? So it just it kind of it kind of allows me to troubleshoot my body in that way with swinging mechanics. That's really cool. You know, I I just think how many times I've gone to the gym and whatever it was I was doing, but you know I would start lifting and you know things just don't feel a hundred percent right and. Uh, 
you know, I'm just, I'm, I just power through it. Not even like, ah, it is what it is. I still have to, but you're, you're being more mindful the way you're approaching it. And that's really cool because now you could either say, you know what, not today. I don't need to make this worse. Or maybe you, you could just, you'll change your training. Maybe you, you won't swing mm -hmm. as heavy or there's a different mace that you'll swing. So that's less, less demanding, right? You can just augment how you were going to train that day. And actually rehab yourself in a way mm -hmm. right absolutely yeah. and that's that's usually what i the approach with that here and it's funny it's a good it's a good thing to mention that i'm gonna um discuss that as part of the preparation for the second comp you know the vintage strength that uh, i was able to do in virginia a lot of that prep and uh like kind of pre-competition style of training i was doing was a whole lot of rehab stuff um, cause I realized that the first time I was just like over training, I was like, cool, I'm going to go with it. Like a powerlifting sort of mentality where I'm going to get to my 80%, my 90%, my 95%. Um, and then deload as I saw fit there. Um, and towards the end of the day, if you have the mechanics to swing the mace, come around competition mode, come around competition day, those mechanics aren't going to change. Really yeah. what's going to change is going to be that mindset and how your body is feeling during that day there. As far as your mechanics go, that's not going to change a whole lot. So the first day I did it, I was like, cool, I'm going to swing about 25 pounds, 30 pounds. And then come around when it was the day of swinging, man, my forearms were lit up. Like I was, I can't, I can't grasp. It's there. My hands just don't close right. Right. But so what I was really trying to do is, is okay, well that, that caused that. Cause I'm holding that mace like this and death gripping it. What can I do to prevent that grip? Okay. I need to relax that grip a little more. I need to do stuff that doesn't involve me holding that mace this way. Open my hands up open my wrists up. Oh, you no, know, just what am I not using? Use that. And I think that was a big contributor of what led to success during that vintage strength games in Virginia was almost like not training to train. If that makes sense for you, like doing, do, uh, what's it like sometimes less is more. Yeah. And sometimes doing more is less. And I think that was the mentality I went with it with that and paid off. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. That's a, that's a, is there any way you can actually improve upon that after doing it the first time? Is there other things that you could add to that to even make it better? I mean, even if it's, um, you know, outside of your actual training, is it, uh, yeah. you know, maybe is it something like, um, you know, how you treat your body the rest of the day or something like that? Uh, yeah, I've, I've tried a couple of different things. I've tried the, uh, what is it, the, the Epsom salt, magnesium salt bath prior to um, the first competition. Wife said, you're going to get a, what is it, the like a mani pedi or whatever it is. You're going to relax your hands, relax your feet. Oh, yeah. I felt good. It was yeah. all right. But, you know, my hands still got kind of partially torn up. It wasn't enough. Right. Um, haven't tried, I, I have not tried ice baths yet. I'm, I, know, I know the benefits with that. Haven't done them before, though. Um, and as far as like movement practices and mobility practices, oh, of course, there's a bunch. I just haven't thought of it myself as far as like being able to open up my hands and open up my extensors in my wrist. Um, but, you know, that's that's a lot of where the other uh, trainers in my gym are with their hive mind. That's when they say, hey, have you tried this? Yeah. No, that's a good idea. Yeah. Why the heck am I not doing that? And so I kind of took that to heart and really, you know, ran with it. And there's a big change there, big change. Having that sort of uh, feedback that, cool, I'm going to be open-minded to it. Let's give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. It reminds, you know, what, what you described is kind of like when you enter into a powerlifting competition, too. You you want to start, start to deload and and – maybe the week before you don't do anything right mm -hmm. just just you know and everybody gets nervous like oh if i don't if i don't hit something this week how am i going to hit my max on on mm -hmm. but but like no you're you're you got it already now your body needs to be fresh 
Yeah, absolutely. 100% there. 100%. I, I think that's like the biggest challenge for anybody that's going into a competition. That, that's a mind game right there because you have to give yourself that permission to slack off. And you're not slacking off, but that's what you, <laughs> you feel like you're doing. Yeah. You know, it's just it's, – it's amazing, you know, how, how you could um, – put that in your own mind like that so but it makes sense that's what a lot of uh people do in any kind of competition right you can't keep going balls to the wall right to the day right <laughs> yeah. yeah right now and how was, go ahead oh i'm sorry you go ahead you go ahead all right now i was just gonna ask you like what's your diet look like um do, and do you find eating a certain way helps you perform better swinging heavy absolutely yeah um there Ooh, are days well, so my diet i'm not i'm not hundred percent, you know, as a, you know, as a trainer, we should be walking and breathing and sleeping fitness and diet, nutrition, all that fun stuff. And but, smashing uh, donuts and yeah, casting right. them out of the way. <laughs> right. Don't even eat so, that. <laughs> so my, my big advice is nachos. I love nachos. You give me a, a plate of nachos. Oh man. Whoo. I'll go to town on those things. You know, <laughs> um, you know, the more cheese, the better, the more meat, the better. Yeah. But realistically, if I swing even that day or even like a few days later, my body's gonna be like, nope, you can't do that. Uh-uh. So as much as I like it, it doesn't work there. So the best way for me, um I, I, I do I do some I got I keep it relatively simple. My simple starches, my complex carbs, you know, my vegetables. That's come around like competition day. But I know that if I add junk to my system my body's not going to be able to perform. I'm just going to feel like bloated in the gut. Yeah. I'm be sweating more than I am. It's just, it just, I just don't feel good with that. So that's, you know, that's your donuts. Unfortunately, that's your nachos. That's, right. that's my, my in and out burger or whatever burger joints are out there too. You know, that's, that's the stuff that I love. I don't eat that that often, maybe once a week, twice a week tops, right. but, uh, you know, but a I'll feel it. I'll feel it for sure the next day. So yeah, like when you're getting into training mode for for the real deal, you you just pretty much push all that stuff to the side, then, right? Because I mean, obviously, it, you're eating it once or twice a week, but if you're building up to a competition, you, your training days are what makes competition day mm -hmm. a winner, right? So you can't yeah, yeah, now yeah. you're going to screw up your training. You're not going to be training at a, as a, as effective if you're slamming nachos and stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. all that stuff kind of like the what is it like the is it about four weeks out or six weeks out? Do you start really tightening up your diet or? Uh, no, I think I think um, I don't think I deviate too much from it on a day to day basis. Okay. Though. I mean, the only time I really deviate is if I'm like, cool. There's going to be like, like wife's birthday month for example oh shit that's uh, that's uh that's like the whole like whoo the whole month i'm just diets out the window yeah, yeah. Uh, vacations you know stuff like that there but uh as far as eating habits and eating consistency goes um i i keep it i try and keep it as consistent as possible like if i have an off day huh i had an off day i'm not gonna dwell on it let's go and go back to how i normally would eat which would be you know trying to get my colorful fruits and vegetables in my system trying to get some lean protein um Try and get some of those essential healthy fats in my body as well. Yeah. Um, but I try to deviate too much. This is on a regular basis. I'm not going to chow down and go crazy with my diet. Uh, as far as cutting things out, um, alcohol was a big no for me. Come around like that whole month, two months. I was just like, I can't do it. Because, you know, I know that even if I have like one lousy beer in my system, man, I'm going to be out for two to three days. It's, yeah. It's, it just, it knocks me out as far as performance goes. You're not over 40, are you? 
No, I'm a 33 year old man. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, so, I'm you know very lightweight as far as alcohol goes. So. Yeah, a little bit, but you're you know what? Actually, uh, yeah, when you get in your 30s, it's it's a whole new a whole new game, right? I mean, I yeah. remember being in my 20s, and I would it was uh, Friday was we would do squats, and I would squat, <laughs> and then for some reason we thought it was a good idea to go out and drink our faces off, and I would walk around <laughs> all weekend with the the most sore legs ever. And hung over, you know, like the whole mm-hmm. weekend. And then I said, oh, wait a minute. This is kind of stupid. So I changed my squat day to like Monday. But then I was <laughs> I was like hung over from the weekend. <laughs> and then by the time I got to 30, I was like, man, I can't even do none of that anymore. And, and then I was just talking with my wife the other day. We're in our 40s now. And it's like, you know what? I... I can't even take a sip. I don't even want to know. I like mm. no, like you know, maybe we'll do Sunday dinner with a glass of wine, but like that's pushing the envelope even. Yeah. But you know what? As as you get more into the fitness lifestyle, you get more sensitive to that stuff too. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tolerances go down and just can't do that much anymore. So. Right. And what what is your what uh weight does your cat swing on a mace? <laughs> cat, look at uh, that, look at see, that paw, man! It looks. I know, right? <laughs> are you sure that's Cats. not a baby tiger? <laughs> no, that's right. Who knows what she is? You, does that cat slam ta- like nachos it. too, or what? <laughs> <laughs> right, could be. <laughs> no, this is, this is Lacey right here. Oh, What's up, Lacey? My mic. I'm gonna be, be disconnected if you do that. Ah. But uh, it's a I big head it, uh, cat. I know, right? Very close. Like I said, show stealer there. Yeah. Um, damn, I got sidetracked with that. Uh, yeah, she so- only swings if there's catnip inside. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how she'll do it. There. Yeah. So, yeah, you maybe a little catnip for you before you swing again, right? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe a cat nap. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think for us humans, we still got to stick to uh, either like caffeine or, or sniffing ammonia to get fired up. <laughs> The ammonia. Oh, man. Whew. You the ever do that? The ammonia I did it once a few times. But actually, caffeine, now that's an interesting thing, too. Um, So I actually quit caffeine in March just for the hell of it. And that's yeah. actually – so what I'm doing is normally I would get – I would power through like two to three big old cups of coffee, like, you know, 20-ounce cups of coffee, two or three of them a day yeah. the whole week there. You know, start at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the morning. Got to get your caffeine, get perked up there. Duh, just go to go to bed earlier, right? I couldn't put two and two together. Yeah. But um, you know, I'd start my day at that, and one day I was running, you know, a little bit behind. So oh, I can't get my cup of coffee today. And I finished my clients and said, oh, well, sorry. At the end of the day, I don't need to get caffeine in my system. I'll just wait until the next day. And then Tuesday rolled through, and the same thing happened. I was just like, had commitments and such, as ran late. Then Wednesday rolled through, and I was like, huh. Well, then then three days of not having caffeine. Let's just roll the whole week out. Let's go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, boom. And then the next week, the same thing happened. It kind of went from like that sort of oh crap I didn't plan that commitment and I schedule correctly to just not drink coffee for those two weeks major headaches and just like like a zombie for a few of my clients there but then after a few weeks and a few months I noticed huh I'm getting deeper sleep out of it I don't know if it was just a correlation or if it's like you know going to bed earlier what sort of habits I did um, but yeah I, I started cutting out caffeine just for since march there yeah but i did have a cup of coffee like this tuesday holy shit i lit you up it was an induced paranoia man it was just like i had to just (laughs) like everything was freaking me the hell out like whoa what is this and it was like way like it was just shaking up man it was just way too much caffeine for my system so 
the taste was great. The warmth was great, but man, I just, my body can't even do that anymore. It was yeah. weird. Yeah. Very wild. Yeah. The, um, so you mentioned you got deeper sleep. And so if you got deeper sleep, you would wake up the next day feeling more refreshed. So what the hell you need a cup of coffee for to get going, yeah, right? Exactly. It, it's yeah. that's like a positive cycle, like back feeding into itself. And then I remember um speaking with a, a doctor and um he, he told me he quit coffee and he replaced it by um just drinking um, like w- a warm drink in the morning. I forget what he said. It was it wasn't okay. it wasn't tea. It was just a warm drink, but no caffeine in it. And he said that's what he liked. It w- it wasn't the coffee. It wasn't the caffeine. It was the the warm drink that he he really identified with. So by by separate by um uh swapping out that for the coffee, he was able to just quit coffee, no problem. He said he didn't even have headaches or nothing. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's definitely something you gotta look into when you're an athlete is like, you know, your ca- your caffeine consumption and uh, you know, if you're gonna use it, use it at the right time, use the right amount, the right dose or whatever. Treat it like yeah, it's yeah. a drug. You know, it is a it is a drug. It's a performance enhancer. It's actually in the NASM book as a supplement, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Along with creatine, which I'm like, yeah, creatine. But yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's all they have in the book. They don't have any other things in there as as uh, supplements for performance enhancement. So that's a pretty good way to look at it, you know. And if you're an athlete, treat it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. So um, I, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, but before we do, um, why don't you tell everybody? where we can find you and um you know are do you do you happen to offer online coaching or is it all in person as of currently do not offer online coaching but feel free to send me a dm if you follow me on instagram be at training the long way um you send me a dm i'll try and respond within 24 hours as soon as i can sometimes the schedule is busy sometimes i'm like oh crap i've got to say i'll send there but uh yeah if you're interested in that inquiry uh, you know send an inquiry and i'll uh try to respond as soon as i can even if it's just like hey um i'm trying to get this year and my mechanics are off what would you recommend like i'll do my best to help you out you know at the end of the day if we can grow this community by helping people get better at their own craft it's going to create more the long-term effect and long-term repercussions is going to be a greater snowball effect for uh, more Mesa athletes so hopefully you know step on stage and do what i did so yes sir so definitely that, message yeah <laughs> so it's training the wong way because you're training scott wong way. and yes, i sir. love that handle that's so <laughs> so training the wong way is training the right way could be right. it's not wrong though that's it's that's not wrong, that's so. some kind yeah it's not it's not wrong it's wong that's uh, right so but yeah and then you know uh, before we go you know just uh, you know, you hit the nail on the head about building the sport up, you know, whether it's flow or heavy swings, whatever. Let's get this modality. Let's get those modalities, I should say, on the map. Let's get it recognized. Let's get more people involved. I love this collaborative effort. Everybody just like we're all good little soldiers, right? Yeah. We're all we're all staying in touch with each other. It's like, hey, how can how can we help promote this sport together? And everybody just snaps right into it. Just the same way this podcast came together and you came on. It's like everybody's pumped up and overjoyed to share <laughs> what it is and to talk about it. And it's amazing for me to speak to people like you. I saw you hitting it hard that day in, in Virginia. And it was like, it, you know, and the other guys too, you know, Kevin and. Oh, absolutely. And, Everybody brought their A game. I was like, 
that was fantastic. Wow. I was very yeah, very impressed. I even uh, just interviewed uh, Virginia Lamar. I don't know if you saw the podcast. Okay, and she, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and she she was that that girl with the she had glasses. She was swinging for um, yeah, I think she was swinging the the Adex set at the lower setting, whatever. But it was her first yeah, yeah. time, and and um, you know she had a, a hell of a story, and um, you know I I had her on. I, all you guys, everybody, insp- inspirational across the board, <laughs> and fun with a capital F. <laughs> so, I appreciate you, you coming <laughs> on, man, and and uh, I look forward to running into you again down there in in uh, Miami. Um, hopefully, it's not going to be too humid for you. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> not ain't nothing little chalk can do, right? So, I guess it wasn't enough that time, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be fun, man. Yeah, definitely. Reconnecting again for sure. Yeah. Miami. Cool deal, man. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. I will talk to you soon. Stay in touch, hey, man. Fred, thank you very much for having me on the show. Thanks for coming on. Best wishes with all your endeavors, and I look forward to our next reconnection, man. Yes, sir. You got take it. Take care. All right, take it easy. Thank you much. Bye-bye. Peace. Thank you.